welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 16, Jenny's Chance. The original air date for this episode was February 19th, <laughs> 1990. It was directed by Michael Caffey, and it was written by Rick Drew and John Shepard. Uh, why don't we discuss this episode in brief? Um, in this episode... The Sting. In The Sting is basically The Sting. Um, Pete uh, and MacGyver and Jack all help to uh, con a uh, con a man. A con, he's not a con man, but he, he's yeah. a guy who rigs horse races um, into tricking criminal. him uh, into admitting that one that he killed... This girl's father. Right. Um, and also that he's a crook. Right. And we start with him killing the girl's father. Yeah. That, like, that, the very beginning of the episode is already, like, her father saying, look, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not yeah. doping these horses for you. Yeah. But they're not interested in doping the horses so much anymore as they are at us- utilizing a particular horse that is deaf. Right. Um, and they have uh, this ultrasonic, basically a horse whistle. Yeah, that um, freaks the horses out. Yeah. And so they throw him into one of the Which, horse stalls. Didn't they have a horse whistle in uh, the the train episode? What was that? Slow death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes he makes yeah. a horse whistle. Yeah. Um, so they throw um, the father Kyle Larson into one of the stalls, and George Henderson, not to be confused with Harry and the Hendersons, George Henderson. Yeah. Uh, basically, just activates the the thing, and and the horse kicks Kyle in the face. Yeah, to death. Um. But in, also in the process, uh, he, the horse hits the stall door and it causes him to drop the, the, the receiver into the stall. Yeah. Um, and the, the actor playing George Henderson here is Vic Tabak. This was yeah. his last TV credit. Yeah, his last credit. Um, um, but he played Mel of Mel's Diner in 201 episodes of Alice. And, That's uh, a good run. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also know him mostly as the voice of uh, Carface from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, amongst other things, but he, he's got that really deep, raspy great, great kind of voice. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also have Mick Underwood, who is uh, uh, Henderson's like tech guru. Right. Uh, first one, when he was calling him Mick, I thought it was because he was Irish. <laughs> he just kept calling him Mick. Yeah. Uh, and he's played by Dale Wilson, who we've had on the show. This is his third of five characters. Yeah. Um, he was... The Eric Dunlop and Blowout, the guy that was like renting out the space for them to do their terrorist plotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was also um, one of the characters from Survivors. He was one of the two bad guys in Crawley or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so hearing all the noise, uh, uh, Jenny Larson, played by Linda Blair. Yeah, who I was uh, surprised to see in this. Yeah, I was like, okay. But then I looked at her IMDb page, and there's really not a lot after Exorcist and Exorcist 2. Yeah. Um, um, except for Repossessed, starring Leslie where, Nielsen. Where she's playing a parody of herself. Like, that's such a crazy situation. Well, it's kind of like Leslie Nielsen, because wasn't Leslie Nielsen in the in the Airplane movie that Airplane was making fun of? Um, I think he was in a style of movie that way. Because um, he was definitely in the Poseidon Adventure. Right. He, he was the captain in the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, but I think he was actually in like the specific movie that they are um, parodying. I, I think Maybe it's I'm called wrong. Zero Hour. The, the original airplane movie was called Zero Hour. Yeah. 
Uh, we should do a double feature of Zero Hour and Airplane. Yeah, it, it's well. So, I mean, because they're supposed to be like scene for scene. It, yeah, it's 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 scene for scene. I mean, someone's already kind of done composites of it. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's everyone like thought Air, Airplane was a parody of Airport. Right, but it um, wasn't. No, it, it was a very specific other movie involving a World War pilot who is asked to fly a passenger plane. Right uh, when the when the pilots are out yeah, of commission. Yeah. So it's in, and and also dealing with the post traumatic stress. Right. Um, but yeah, so Linda Blair shows up as mm-hmm. uh, a girl that's possessed by the devil <laughs> and repossessed. Uh, uh, devil with a blue dress, blue dress. That movie is is not great, but it's something about it that's really endearing. Yeah. But uh, um, the, the the other movie beyond the ones we've mentioned already that I think of her in is Roller Boogie. Have you ever seen that? I've not. I saw a, there was a double feature at the New Beverly of of Roller Boogie and Boogie Nights, but Roller Boogie is literally. So she has a boyfriend who's who roller skates, uh-huh. like does stunt roller skating, but not like impressive, just like slaloming through cans lined up on the sidewalk okay, in Venice right. Beach. But she is like a world class musician going to Juilliard, and her parents are rich, and she wants to quit all that so that she can try out for the Olympic roller skating team, not rollerblading even, roller yeah. skating. And so she's she's just wants to follow her boyfriend. Is there an Olympic roller skating? I don't know if there was at the time. There's definitely not now. But I know um, I know Olympic events change. Yeah. Now and then because they I they put golf bo- back in this year. I want bowling to get in there. It was in the running, and mm-hmm. so it was ultimate frisbee. Oh, really? Yeah. Ultimate frisbee. That would oh. cool. I want. I just want an Olympic sport that I can actually play. <laughs> where you, where you don't have to be completely physically fit. Yeah. Um. um you but, just need the practice. Yeah, but she, uh, yeah, she plays the lead in that movie, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It has fun music, and but it's it's a silly movie. It's mm-hmm. fun. But yeah, so she's the daughter in this, and we yeah. we basically cut right from her father getting killed to MacGyver arriving at the house. Well, yeah, like the the, the a plane la- is landing, and MacGyver's stepping off and yelling at Jack. Yeah, like it's like. Uh, of course, every time Mac gets on a plane with Jack, he says, this is the last time. Yeah, um, and Jack's mad at him because he dumped their cargo. Yeah, Which clay was going to be like, yeah, his his new like get-rich-quick scheme. And MacGyver's like, if I didn't dump that cargo, we would have crashed into the trees. And he's like, we weren't that close to the trees. And then MacGyver <laughs> yanks a branch off of the wing. He's like, really? <laughs> he throws it at Jack. <laughs> we weren't that close? Uh, that was that's such a I want, it was a great moment. I really want more Jack and Mac adventures like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's always funny to see them at the tail end of an adventure. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so in the hangar, uh, they're listening to the answering machine because apparently Jenny had been reaching out to MacGyver but couldn't get him at his place. So she also knows Jack. Yeah. And um, that she tells him about her father being dead and that she found some kind of device and that she wants MacGyver to take a look at it. Um, so at the ranch, uh, you know, she tells them all about how she found her father in the horse stall. Um, um, Jenny mentions that he is indebted to this man named Henderson yeah, who, who gave them money to keep the ranch open, but now has a legal claim on it. Uh, I guess like he, he added him to the lease or mortgaged it to him in some kind of he got a lien on it in some kind of way. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not quite sure of the of the legal aspect of it. Um, um, but she was she was aware that her father had been fixing races. 
Yeah. And told him to stop. And, we, and it might have fed into why he eventually fought kicked. back against the guy. Yeah. Um, um, but Henderson wants the horse Jenny's Chance, for right. which this episode is named, and which Jenny Larson is in in honor of being named the horse is named after. Right, her. yeah. Um, as soon as I realized it was about horse racing, I was like, oh, Jenny's Chance is going to be the name of one of the horses. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jenny's Chance is a horse that uh, was born deaf, and so the ultrasonic device doesn't affect it and so if they were to use it at a racetrack all the other horses would freak, freak out. out but jenny's chance wouldn't yeah. be able to finish the race um, i feel like this plan wouldn't only work if you were like at a specific point on the racetrack that would allow jenny's chance to pull ahead yeah because it can't doesn't have unlimited range it's 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 audio yeah so it's only gonna have uh, uh, the range i mean horses probably have better hearing yeah but you know, if they're rounding the far end of a racetrack, it's not going to reach them amongst all the noise of the well, horse. I, I think the the trick to it is that she would be using the thing on the horse. Oh, she was going to ride the horse. Yeah. I missed that completely. Yeah. Oh, then that totally would work. Yeah. That's why it's on a riding crop. Oh, they can. And, and when he says, "Wait, she's supposed to be at the race. What is she doing oh here?" Oh my god, I can't believe that I missed that freaking detail. Yeah. <laughs> that puts a whole like I had all these notes about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna work. Oh my gosh, I'm I am an idiot. <laughs> well, then this is actually a brilliant plan. Yeah, this is a Goldfinger esque kind of plan. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna screw everybody who gets anywhere near me because yeah. then I'm automatically gonna be affecting them if they're anywhere yeah. near me in the race. But you, you don't even have to use it unless somebody's close to you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, of course, well, that would look really suspicious if every yeah, time a horse caught up, that suddenly it started freaking out. Yeah, flailing around. It's like, okay, something's going on here. Uh, so uh, MacGyver tests the pieces of the device that he has, but he just hooks it up to a, like a op- exposed set of wires. Yeah, and um, then all the horses start freaking out. Yeah. I'm assuming that this thing is powder, bow, uh, powered off batteries. Yeah. Um, so you think putting 120 volts through it probably wouldn't be the yeah. best thing. Probably just short it out immediately. Um, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Henderson and Mick are putting together th- another device since they lost right. the one that they yeah. already had. Uh, we're, we're, we kind of move around a lot because now we're, all of a sudden we're at the Phoenix Foundation. And Pete's uh, telling them that George Henderson has a huge file and he's been uh, observed by the FBI having dealings with a Cuban drug lord named Lucky Charlie. And he bought all the ingredients for the Boston Bang, if MacGyver wants to Yeah, we can still do that Boston Bang. I still have that whole bag. <laughs> I've kept all that C4 under my desk. <laughs> for just such an occasion. Pete, that's really dangerous to keep C4 under your desk, especially when your son was trying to sabotage everything. Um, at this point, uh, Colin Yarborough, uh, an FBI agent, uh, and That's a cool name. Yeah, Yarbrough? It's like Cedric Yarbrough from Reno 911. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. He... Well, black gentleman, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he works for the, like, you know, he's been trying to... Basically, there was a disaster with Lucky Charlie. That there was supposed to be a sting operation with some with some marked money... And they got away with it. Yeah. Uh, and now the marked money is appearing at like casinos and stuff, and and they haven't been able to retrace it back to Charlie. Yeah. So uh, Colin needs this 
needs a situation where he can get a hold of Lucky Charlie to kind of make up to kind of make up for his like career mistake. Right. Uh, so enter Jack. Yeah, enter Jack. Uh, their plan is to impersonate Lucky Charlie since Henderson has never seen him, but has talked to him on the phone. Right. So it is even though apparently the media has like case file photographs of, yeah, of this yeah. character. Um so uh yeah, so Jack is going to start going under undergoing voice lessons. Henderson has an impromptu meeting with Harry Boyle, who's yeah. actually Pete Thornton. <laughs> Pete Thornton, terrible name maker upper. <laughs> Harry Boyle, playing like a Savannah kind of uh gentleman. He changes it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's not he does not stick with an accent for very long. Um, uh, Colin is also there uh, as his chauffeur named Jules, um, and Pete immediately wants to buy Jenny's chance, and he's willing to offer two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, for the horse, and Henderson is super suspicious that a guy shows up out of nowhere and not only wants to buy a horse but a deaf wants horse. This horse specifically. Yeah, and is willing to pay way more than a horse is worth. Uh, back in the day, you get a horse for twenty dollars. Yeah, uh, a horse apiece. Uh, so Henderson doesn't sell, and Pete kind of gives them an ultimatum, like, "Well, I'll give you twenty four hours because I kind of like getting what I want." Yeah. Um, uh, we also have uh, earlier when we were at the Phoenix Foundation, probably the coolest shot of the building so far, which is because this is the cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the Vancouver Phoenix Foundation. So you see that. The entire building is like set on top of a cube, so that the bottom like two floors are not even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a really cool shape for a building, and it's the first time that we see it from this angle with like a an actual Phoenix Foundation placard of the bottom mm-hmm. floor. Uh, so Mac, Jenny, and Jack are watching from like nearby. Uh, Henderson has a uh, Mick follow uh, Harry Boyle back to town. Right. Well, Mac and Jenny to wait. the Derby. Yeah, and so yeah, th- there's a lot going on. So it's going to get a little confusing here because there's a lot of people moving around. It a gets lot. very confusing. Um, so uh, Pete again, as Harry Boyle, arrive at the restaurant, which they completely have control of. Yeah, the FBI is completely taking control of this restaurant. All the people inside are actors pretending to be patrons. Right. Um, and, and they've so- remodeled the entire basement. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So this is this is totally the sting where they own the bar, and beneath the bar is the actual horse racing yeah. gambling area. The sting starring Dana Elkhart. Also starring Dana Elkhart. As the FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> Who's working both sides yeah. and is actually in on it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen the sting, it's like 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, so that's your fault. Uh, but if you've seen this episode, you've seen the sting, so don't worry about it. Uh. So Mick is there at the restaurant kind of keep an eye on uh, Pete. And so now Mac and Jenny enter. Jenny is still Jenny, but MacGyver is going undercover as a nerd. Uh, Dexter. Per- Dexter, apparently a college nerd because he's wearing like a Letterman jacket. Yeah. And he's I bas- actually really like this character. Yeah, I of love it. Of all the dumb characters that MacGyver has played on this show, this is my absolute favorite oh, yeah, so is, far. This is so great. He He's like super like – it's a really like fully formed character that he has. Yeah. Like he doesn't fall out of the voice. He makes these weird faces the whole time. Yeah, and it's, he's, it's, and it's the Eddie Deason man. Yeah, it's very Eddie Deason. 
I met him. You met Eddie Deason? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He went to a New Beverly screening of, um, was it called Midnight Madness or something like that? That he was in? Yeah, it was like a Mad, 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 Mad World type thing where mm. there's like a bunch of teams trying to do the same thing at night. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Midnight Madness or something like that, but he was there. He was a really nice guy. Mm. I kept trying to take a picture of him, and every single time we would take a picture, he would blink. So we, I have like five pictures of with with, with him, but closed. the first four, his eyes are closed. <laughs> he has a picture with me with a sleep at Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. never knew. <laughs> <laughs> Mandark. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, I really like him in Critters. That's probably the first thing I saw him in. Oh, yeah? I, I yeah. always think of War Games. War Games is where I go oh, to okay. for Eddie sure. Yeah. That 1941 where he's the yeah. ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, 1941. It, I really wanted it to be a good movie. I haven't seen it in so long. It's, 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 it's got funny moments, but they, they try really, really hard. It's weird it to have a movie work. with... With John Belushi and Toshiro Mifune, yeah, <laughs> and Eddie Deason, it's like such an eclectic cast. And Christopher Lee, yeah, it's John Landis directed, right? Uh, no, Spielberg directed. Spielberg directed it. Yeah, it, it was written by Zemeckis and Gale. Oh, okay. Um, and Gale, that's, who wrote Back to the Future. Yeah, that's why Spielberg said, "Listen, next time you guys write a movie for me, you can direct." You direct it, it Robert. <laughs> um, so, the, and that, that's how Back to the Future came about. That's funny. Um. But, I'm sure Spielberg was on set every day, though. Oh, I'm sure. I yeah. mean, that, that, that's, that it shows. That production yeah. had so much value. Um, but anyway, back to MacGyver. Uh, so uh, Jenny, Dexter, and Harry Boyle head downstairs, and they're buzzed in by the waitress into the private room. Right. So now Mick is like, okay, I better call this in. Luckily, he uses the phone at the restaurant. Right. Because the whole plan was dependent on that. Yeah. Uh, because they're tapping the, the other end of the line. And Mick calls into Henderson and says, hey, look, there's something larger going on here. You should get down here right away. Yeah. Um, but before Henderson can leave, Jack makes his appearance right. as Lucky Charlie. Yeah, he's got his hair all slicked back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's he's laying on the Ricky Ricardo pretty heavy. Yeah. But, and, again, he sticks to the accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, I just say, more than we could say for Pete. Yeah, he, he's he. I would say Jack is doing like Ricky Ricardo slash Cheech Marin. Yeah, he's it's definitely Cheech Marin when they're downstairs at the at the club. Yeah, it's but it's it's uh, Ricky Ricardo leading up to that. But he, yeah, I definitely heard some Cheech Marin in there yeah. at one point. Um, he uh, he's playing Lucky Charlie, and Henderson is like supposedly laundering money through these horse racing bets. Yeah, and so. Uh, but everyone knows Lucky Charlie's on the lam, and so he says, look, look, Anderson, I want my money. Uh, and so gives him, like, I'll give you to tomorrow morning yeah. to get my money. And Henderson now has so much on his plate. Right. He's got Harry Boyle who wants to buy his horse and is running an, another illegal operation. I wish operation. that George Henderson had had another family member involved, so this episode could have been called Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. It would have been. Because <laughs> uh, Harry and the Hendersons would have been out by now. Yeah. We've already done a MacGyver, Harry and the Hendersons ripoff. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, ghost ship. Ghost, ghost ship? Was ghost, that the name of the episode? Ghost ship, yeah. I thought that was the name of the movie. It's also the name of a movie, but it was also the name of that MacGyver episode. Oh, where it they, is where the they, same name? Yeah, okay. where they were stealing oil. Yeah. Uh, and then 
the top half of Bigfoot fell off when the wire ripped through the crowd. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would catch him right at about the waist. The only That's all you need to see of Ghost Ship, by the way. The first ten minutes. The first Watch ten minutes. Watch the opening gambit and then turn it off. Yeah, that's enough of that movie. You don't need to wait for Juliana Margulies to show up. <laughs> that movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Bigfoot's still in the opening credits, by the way. Yep. Over Stephen Downing's name, I'm sure on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure he requested that shot. Uh, so so now Henderson has Lucky Charlie who wants his money, Harry Boyle who's muscling in on his operation. Mm-hmm. He still needs to deal with the fact that he needs to get at this horse race and a jockey in order to launder more money. Yeah. Uh, but first now he needs to go check back in with Mick, uh, and their plan is to grab Dexter and try to get information from him. Yeah. Um, so they throw him in the same stall that they threw in uh, the other uh, Jenny's yeah, father at the at the horse. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping MacGyver realized just just how much danger he is actually in because he, he doesn't break character. So it yeah. seems like he he doesn't know, um, or he just wants to stick to the character long enough for them to believe that he was resisting. Yeah. Uh, so he of course gives up everything once the horse starts freaking out, um, and that he designed the computer system. For which Harry Boyle runs his gambling operation. Right. Again, just like the Sting, this whole operation is based on uh, delaying. Being able to put a bet in at the very end of the betting. Yeah, and delaying information so that the people in so the so the odds still look like they're in one horse's correct. favor, and and that they can change the odds because the the race is already finished, but people think the race is still going on because there's no concept of time when you're in this locked room. Right. Because everything is pre-recorded. Yeah, like you're being fed this information. With a delay. Um, so uh, they head back to the Derby Grill, which is the restaurant front for the gambling operation. Which looks like probably a real restaurant in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I don't think they made this Derby Grill sign. No, no, no. I, I'm sure that, that this is a real place. But the back room, the secret room, is obviously yeah, another yeah. whole room together. Yeah. Um, so now they have like the big gambling arena, you know. Uh, betting boards and cashiers and computer rooms and big screens. Um, I like that Pete goes to the cashier and says, you all set in here? And he goes, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, was that a, was that you a joke? Because it's a betting. We bet here. Yeah. So uh, Henderson arrives with Dexter and they make their way in. Uh, uh, and uh, basically, they, now everything, everything's coming out. Uh, uh, Pete wants to now woo Lucky Charlie to yeah. his operation versus Henderson's. Like, yeah. hey, I have a much better operation. I can launder. I can launder all your money tonight. Yeah. Um, and Henderson needs like a week. Yeah. But Henderson says like you can't do any of this stuff without my horse because I'll I'll win all the races with my horse and then you're going to be stuck on quote unquote gambling. Yeah. Uh. So Dexter shows them how the computer system works, that it, it puts in all the bets. That's split, the last possible uh, second. So it doesn't shift the odds. Um, Seems and, like it would still shift the odds after the fact, though. Yeah. Um, and he says that the, the computer system has a gigabyte of memory and can do 150 million operations a second. My phone has two gigabytes of memory. <laughs> yeah. This is roughly like the, like a computer from... Actually, you know, they're not all that. I was looking this up. They're really this is considering this is 1990. Yeah, this is roughly the equivalent of a computer from 1995 or 1996. Uh, it seems like it's even maybe newer than that. 
Well, I mean, the gigabyte... I mean, a gigabyte of RAM. Yeah, not so much the gigabyte of RAM, but the operations per second yeah, is really like low. Yeah, like the flops. Yeah, like, yeah. so, so the, the operations per second is very reminiscent of Intel chips that were for home use in, yeah, like, the Yeah, or, like, 90s. the way that NASA would describe computers that were used to, like, land things on the moon. Yeah. So, yeah, the memory aside, like, the, the operational speed is, is... I think there's more computing power in a Tamagotchi than there is on, like, the Apollo mission. <laughs> Probably those computers were so. I mean, they were just. They Can't were, believe they made it to the moon. That's yeah. crazy. Did they? They did. <laughs> uh, where are the stars, Patrick? Where are the stars? Oh, that's true. <laughs> no, I don't believe in the moon. <laughs> that's if how can, that works. If I, <laughs> I reject everything <laughs> in that direction. Clearly, the moon is faked. <laughs> I don't think the moon landing was faked. I think the moon was faked. <laughs> That's just some stupid balloon they float around. <laughs> um, so Henderson and Boyle, uh, Pete again, Harry, Harry and Boyle, Henderson. Uh, they agree to come to a deal. That they'll combine their operations. They'll have the horse and they'll have the betting means to get Lucky Charlie's money uh, and, and everything will be good. Except... <gasps> bad news, bad guys. Bad news. Lucky Charlie... Chase. Yeah, Lucky Charlie was just reported in the area... He was surrounded and escaped, and they couldn't keep it out of the news. Yeah. Uh, and they show a file photo of what he looks like on the news. Yeah. I mean, ordinarily, this wouldn't have been a problem because Jack could have just been like, oh, man, I almost got caught yesterday. Yeah. Well, but they show a picture of him on the news, so now the guy would be able to see it and be like, that's not the guy I talked to yesterday. Yeah. So, But they're forced to continue with the plan right. where Jack does show up in a sling yeah, saying, and now MacGyver has something to do, whereas he wasn't even a part of the whole... Yeah, well, he was Dexter. Yeah, but it, the way that they flip it up a little bit. Yeah, so, of course, Jack arrives only to be outdone by the real Lucky The Charlie. real Lucky shows up. And, and, and so Jack is forced to admit, all right, wait, wait, I'm just a con man. I've been conning Harry Boyle. I've been working on my own. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my own. I'm, I'm trying to... To get money out of this guy, he's an idiot. And, and uh, then they're like, okay, well, let's kill you because you're useless you're, now. And then he's like, well, oh. but if you lose me, then Harry leaves. Yeah, yeah. Harry Harry thinks that I'm Lucky Charlie. So you need to at least use me for a little while longer. Yeah. Um, otherwise, this whole deal's going to fall apart. Um, so or you could just introduce him to the real Lucky Charlie and... Explain it. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I was a con man. This is the real Lucky Charlie. I have nothing to go by by your word. Um, so they all decide to head down to... And this to, file photo that was on the television yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they all head back down to the restaurant. And uh, so, again, once again, Pete's making sure everything's all set up. Uh, who, uh, Dexter appears to be in the computer room, ready to receive right. the serial numbers. Because what they basically... Pete wants to count all the money. Yeah. So they run it through the, uh, you know, your, your standard money, like... Yeah, like Jenny sputtering. asks... So how are you going to tell that this is the money that, like, this is the same stolen money? And he's like, oh, we're going to check all the serial numbers. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but you still don't know. Like, right now you don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. some of it might be the money, but well, some yeah. of it might not be. Which ends up being the case. Yeah. Um, but uh, as the uh, money machine is counting, Lucky Charlie starts getting a little suspicious. Like, yeah. he starts looking around. And, and then suddenly he finds something in yeah. one of the cabinets. Well, he, at first he says, uh, he, he confronts Boyle with, hey, 
so this is coming live from Miami, right? It's like, yep, yep, it's our satellite feed of Miami. It's like, that's interesting because I was at this horse race a week ago. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy of them to not just do a horse race from like earlier in the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and like, but also, what are the odds? It's yeah. like it's like Captain America. It's like when he's listening to the baseball game. It's like I was at this game. It's like yeah, what? What yeah. are the odds out of you were like seriously at this game? <laughs> this one game we we didn't even do that much research to figure out when you died. <laughs> we built a whole fake hospital yeah, for you. We couldn't we couldn't have picked a game from the next week after you died. Yeah. Uh, someone messed up. Someone's fired. Yeah. Uh, and of course, like uh, he that starts whole, flipping that out. That whole thing was pointless anyway because he just busts out of the room and then. Nick's like, okay, here's what happened. And it's like, okay, now I'm on your guys' team. Yep. It's like, why, why didn't he just wake up in a future hospital bed and have Nick explain everything? Eh, transition. Yeah. Fun scene. Um, so Lucky Charlie starts, like, tearing through cupboards and finds a VCR. And, and he uh, hits a rewind on it. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, and he throws the VCR through a two-way mirror in which... Uh, Jenny had been watching. It looks like he throws it in the direction that she is in. Yeah, she's world. like right there. Um, and, uh, you know, so she screams for her to get out there. Uh, and, uh, and like, you know, she, she's like, she's saying, I'm only here because, you know, Henderson. Right now, Henderson should be like, this guy is lucky. <laughs> yeah. He found this VCR. He just, in anger, threw it at a mirror that happened to be a two-way mirror. Yeah. And there's a girl on the other side of it. He, he survived a police attack. <laughs> like, this guy, he earned his name. So, basically, like, Charlie's furious about the trap. And he wants to know why Henderson is, like, Jack makes it, tries to make a run for Henderson. And Henderson shoots him. Uh, so, Jack goes down. Again, the sting. This yeah. is all in the sting. Yep. Uh, and Lucky Charlie wants to know why he's shooting people and why he killed the horse trainer. And of course, Henderson confesses everything. Uh, and that's when everyone just kind of goes, "Yeah, all right, we're all done here. All right, party's over, guys." Uh, at least in the sting, they usher them out, so they think that they got away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, the purpose of this is to arrest them, not to yeah. Let and them and away. here, there's there's literally no danger to anyone in the room, so they're just like, "All right, yep, we're sounds all done. good. Everything's yep. wonderful." And. Uh, Henderson, That's of course, a wrap, folks. Yeah. That's a wrap on Henderson. Hey, and, and good we see, job. And we see Dexter come out, but that's not Dexter. No, they say, hey, Steve, did you get that? And it's Steve Blalick who is Richard Dean Anderson's stunt Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Lucky Charlie starts tearing his face well, off. Well, first he says a sentence in MacGyver's voice, which yeah. scared the heck out of me. <laughs> like, I was watching the episode, I was like, what was that? I backed it up 30 seconds, I was like, that's definitely Richard Dean Anderson. Like, do they need an extra line from this guy? And they had him, uh, dub the him like dub it in because they were already paying him to do voiceover work or something. Mm -hmm. And then I kept watching, and Jess was like, "I bet he's just gonna pull his face off and be a different person." I was like, "Oh my god, really? They're going that route with this? Like, this is like a Murdoch yeah. Mission Impossible face?" Yeah, and of course it is. Yeah, but they do a cool transition of like the he guy starts to peel something off of his chin, and yeah, then they and cut then to cut to full face coming yeah. off. Um, that always bothers me, though, every time. Yeah. Because it's like, nope, that would not work. Just hire another actor. Yeah. Why did it have to be MacGyver? Yeah. Why did they have to pick someone with a narrower face than Richard Dean Anderson? <laughs> That's yeah. what bothers me. It's like, there's definitely no way his head fits into that head. And then, like, he, like, takes off his shoes that have lifts. His cheeks are all, like, sullen, and he has, like, <laughs> cheekbones showing, and it's like, how did that, how is that possible on the outside of Richard <laughs> Dean Anderson's face? It's not... 
so uh, they also mentioned that Henderson switched guns with Lucky Charlie at some point. Yeah. It's like, well, what if that didn't happen? Like, what if Henderson just kept his own gun the whole time? Yeah. Uh, then someone would have been shot. Jack would have been shot and killed. Well, did Jack get shot by... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he, got, he gets shot H- by Henderson. Henderson shot him, yeah. Um, but yeah, they explained that they switched guns, I guess. Uh, my note was like, what if he didn't give yeah. up his gun? If I was Henderson, I wouldn't give up my gun to anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, and apparently the real Lucky Charlie, the really real Lucky Charlie... Was captured right after. Was captured, and they kept it out of the news. And they made a mold of his face. Yep. Give me your face. Or they just put makeup on Richard Dean Anderson. And they were like, "Oh, does he look different enough? Okay, take a picture for us to release to the media." Yeah. And we're isn't this Dexter? No, there's no glasses. It's totally. It's That's totally not Dexter. Superman style. Uh, so Henderson's last line is that he wants a lawyer. Right. And that's kind of where everything ends. Yeah, he says he didn't do anything wrong, and they're like, they play it they, back. They do the like. And, end of Dirty Work playing back the recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although I love it the way they do it in Dirty Work better. It's like, <laughs> all right, can you play that part of the tape? And then he's like, note to self, blow up doll, not as good as advertised. <laughs> he's like, after that, can you f- just fast forward? <laughs> after that, it's later in the tape. But this was a good episode. Yeah. I, I, Even it, if it was kind of a redo of their Twice Stung, it was like a higher tech, more interesting yeah, redo. It. As much as Twice Stung was the sting, this is even more the sting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's a lot more interesting. There's a, there's definitely a lot lot of layers. Yeah. And I like that they bring Jack in. Like I I like that Jack is finally brought in on it on an adventure. Because um, it's been a, like it's been I mean the Wild West one aside, uh, it's been a little while since we've had Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing some good, and. Uh, I, I just I just love the team. Up. Which character is Kyle in this? Kyle, that's uh, Jenny's father. Okay, that's R. Nelson Brown. He was Smiley in the uh, the challenge, the KKK member. Oh, okay. That he like, all right, we need to kill this guy Booker. Here's a gun. <laughs> yeah. Go kill him. Go kill him, Smiley. Uh, yeah, but I like I really like this episode. Um, Good cast. I mean, like you know, Linda Blair and Vic Tabak. I mean, it's yeah. It's like okay, this is some really interesting people. Yeah. Um, Linda Blair's still good. I mean, The Exorcist yeah. was like what the seventies. She really doesn't get a lot to do in this episode. Yeah, I mean, but I, she does fine. We're, we're, yeah, I mean, exactly. She works well with the with the cast. Um, and I think the best part is Dexter, and Dexter will return yeah, in next, next week. week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was very happy to see him come back. As soon as MacGyver mentioned him, I was like, oh my god, is this going to be like another guy that comes back often? Yeah. I um, hope he's in more than just the next episode. I, 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 the, the next episode is the only one that I remember okay. him being in. Well, hopefully hopefully we get a, another little taste of Dexter after that, but speaking of Eddie uh, we, Deason. Yeah, so, so, so it was funny. I just made the connection that, that his name's Dexter, but he's doing Eddie Deason yeah. as Mandark. Yeah, because Dexter of Dexter's Laboratory and Eddie Deason as Mandark were... You know, arch rivals. Yeah, but of course, Mandark was in love with uh, uh, Dee Dee. Yeah, and Mandark had a much cooler lab than Dexter did. Mm-hmm. Dexter's lab was cool. But yeah, yeah. Mandark's was a little bit one step above. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Mandark. All right, I think that's about it for this one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 5, Episode 17, Deep Cover. Yeah. And we get some more Dexter. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.